0: Hey, shout out me holler at you. Drew, week three,
1: sports shorties. Welcome back. Taking over. We're getting through all these shorts. Will we get through all the 30 for 30 shorts before we get through all the 30 for 30s?
0: I mean, at this rate, yeah. We should do a one or, uh, at least another month this year, at least one more.
1: Hell yeah. The, I the, said the people demanded it. Yeah. More sports. Year of Drew 2020. This is what we're talking about. Interesting are, stories. Are you related
0: to the people who are demanding
1: this? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. It's just the people. They're out there.
0: We're talking about one called Spyball. Directed by Christina Brichard and Daniel Newman.
1: And it's all about the New England Patriots. Oh, no,
0: no. Oh, oh you mean the Flategate kind of shit?
1: Spygate. What is, filming the Bengals' uh, oh, sideline. Right, right. Still doing it today. <laughs> Those damn cheap New England Patriots and their spyball games.
0: No thought about the Patriots. We gotta go back. Way back. Gotta get back in time. Before the Patriots even existed.
1: There were no Patriots back then? I don't think so. How did we form acts to listen to each other? Have the government listen in on our phone calls. <laughs> now this is about old timey
0: baseball and the government is involved, you'll be happy to know.
1: And the strangest
2: man to ever play baseball.
0: We get a lesson in how catchers, a baseball catcher can be a really good spy.
2: Behind home plate squats the catcher and by narrow definition, all catchers are spies. They exploit the strengths and weaknesses of every hitter and read the field like an all-seeing eye. They're ciphers, gathering intelligence like a breaking ball being picked from the dirt. They're the all-seeing eye of the baseball field.
1: They're the
0: Sauron of baseball.
1: That's what I always thought. We're introduced to a (laughs) Morris Moe
0: Berg. And he's a guy that was ordered to find a man building the atom bomb for the Nazis. That was in 1944 when he was looking for that guy,
1: right? 1944. The government gave him a license to kill.
0: I got a license to kill. But before we get into that fun stuff, and yeah, that's kind of cool. We hear old audio of Mo playing some catch, throwing the old ball around. I love that shit. Give
2: him
0: that spitter, Urban.
2: You look like it's chipping off the old clock this year, Red. Give him that masterpiece, that knuckle,
1: Red. Isn't that great? How the hell do I get this stuff? Yeah, that's great. Most speaks seven languages.
0: Uh, I counted ten. Ten Le- languages. Later they said twelve.
1: Most speaks a lot of languages. He reads ten newspapers a day in the dugout. Always reading. And he thinks they're alive. If anyone touches the newspaper before him, it's dead to him.
0: He wants virgin newspapers.
1: That's the only way he can read it. They say he can speak a dozen languages, yeah. but he can't hit in any of them. Yeah, apparently he's not a great hitter. That's a good old-timey line. I like that. He started off as a shortstop, right? Became a catcher later. He played 15 years in the majors with a two forty three career batting average. That's not bad. It's not great, but it's not terrible. No. There's plenty of people playing in the major leagues today with, that would want an average like that. Yeah. They're not great hitters, of course, but... You know, if you're a catcher, if you can play that defense at that all-seeing eye espionage position... He thrived in the catcher position, and he had a gun for an arm. And he- maybe... Underneath his uniform.
0: SM gear? Is that where you're going?
1: <laughs> yeah, he was buddies with the Marx brothers. He was buddies with Albert Einstein. Yeah, he studied with Einstein, ate with the Marxes. He could have been on the Supreme Court. 117
0: straight, errorless games.
1: This guy, what a, what a Renaissance man we're talking about.
0: Also, he was one of the few Jewish students that studied at Princeton. He initially joined the Brooklyn Dodgers. He, he's also studied in France, and yes, he did get a law degree.
1: And that taught him to keep a low profile, right?
0: Yeah. Being like the Jewish kid in an a Ivy League
1: university. That's what they say in the documentary. You might, yes, you might Keep a low to. profile. Mo Berg.
0: In the, in like what, Uh the, in the, the pre-1950s, yes.
1: So he's selected as the catcher on an all-star goodwill tour of Japan.
2: The team includes such greats as Lou Gehrig, the Iron Horse, Jimmy Fox, Double X, Lefty Gomez, the great left-hander, and Babe Ruth, the famous number three.
0: Maybe Moe Berg isn't the flashiest name in there. He's a consistent good player that you want on your side, but maybe when Babe Ruth is over there eating hot dogs like Slimer and Ghostbusters, he's gonna be the one that people
1: flock to. We see highlights of all these guys too, and again, the old-timey footage is just so good. But one of these games that they play in Japan, Moberg don't show up to the game.
0: Which is kind of weird. That's not a Moberg move. Now, I'm sure a lot of this is very much dramatized, but pretty much it kind of goes down this way. Puts on his favorite kimono. kimono. They add the word favorite. He films, and he goes atop the tallest building in this town in Japan that they're in. Tokyo. He, oh, you know, maybe Verna but heard of it, <laughs> Tokyo. and he Tokyo. Small fil-
1: town in the middle of Japan. And he films the city. Tokyo.
0: The film he takes here is said to contribute to a later bombing campaign by the Allied forces.
1: Ooh, smash cut to a cartoon about nuclear energy. Yeah,
0: images of nuclear bombs exploding. This
1: cartoon's cool.
0: FDR, this sounds like a fucking old spy comic book. FDR suspects that Werner Heisenberg is working on an atom bomb for Germany. Made of blue meth. Yeah, that's what I was thinking
1: too. <laughs> and it's like they took that name from a real person.
0: Now Mo is retired, and he goes, but he goes off to work for the government and joins the Office of Strategic Services,
1: which is the precursor to the CIA, which of course features such incredible spies as Julia Child, John Ford,
0: the director,
1: yeah, and the cook. Yeah. They were spies? Members of the OSS.
0: Oh, yeah. What about the that? Uh, no, he was a British spy, the guy who... And a whole out.
1: bunch of wrestlers. I thought you would have been all over this. Yeah, I missed it. The wrestlers might have been spies, too. Who, Bruno San
0: Martino was a spy?
1: They didn't mention their names. They weren't worthy of that. They were just like, and some wrestlers.
0: His code name was Remus, uh, named after one of the twins who founded ancient Rome.
1: And he goes to spy camp, which is where the
0: spy kids went.
1: Also referred to as Uncle Sam's Spring Training, where he learn to garrote some people. He
0: learns all the cool stuff. He goes to Italy to interrogate scientists. He delivers heavy water, which is essential in manufacturing atomic bombs. to He
1: hands-delivers the heavy water? Yeah. He finds sites in Germany that might be working on nuclear bombs? This, is, uh, this seems like pretty big deal stuff. In December of forty-four,
0: Heisenberg Intelligence picks up that Heisenberg is set to do a lecture in Zurich. Mo and this is 44, so things are coming apart pretty good for Germany at this point. Mo does attend, and he has a license to kill. I got a license
1: to kill. He's got a handgun. He's got a suicide pill, just in case. And Mo- he's tasked with making the decision on whether or not Heisenberg lives or dies, I got a to kill. depending on whether he's making that nuke for the Germans.
0: He doesn't find an opportunity during the lecture. He waits it out, and he, but he, after Heisenberg is leaving, he follows him on the streets.
1: They go take a nice stroll together and have a chat.
0: Mo prods him for information. I'm sure he's got a gun in his ribs doing it, uh, or he's sticking a gun in his ribs while he's doing it.
1: It just sounded like they were having a friendly chat as they walked back from dinner.
0: And Heisenberg's like, <laughs> "Atomic bomb, dude. Germany is going to lose hard here, very soon." And mm. then Mo believes him.
1: He uses that skill, catcher's all-seeing eyes, to pick up the signs and read the read the body language. And when he says that he thinks Germany is losing the war, he says, "Well, that means they don't have a nuke to turn this war around." And Mission he does abort. not assassinate. Werner Heisenberg.
0: And the program is not functioning. And Breaking Bad is allowed to continue. I'm the one who knocks. The Word gets back to FDR that uh, Moe has figured out that there is no nuclear program. And that Germany is actually shitting his pants around this time.
1: Hey, send my regards to the catcher. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a ticket.
0: Moe is relieved of duty, and but he still loves baseball, so he's often seen sitting alone in press boxes. Pretending to be a spy, he writes up and he plays up his spy pass. He's actually—you can tell—he's actually really into talking about it. And he signs a book deal with a publisher, but the publisher confuses him for Mo Howard from the Three Stooges. <laughs>
1: That's an insult to poor Mo Berg.
0: So Mo Berg is like, "Nah, you know, honestly, it could have been anti-Semitism that he didn't get a didn't get a, a deal during this time."
1: Well, they say then that he takes his secrets to the grave. There's no book. How but, do you... but we have this whole documentary about everything he did so you got this <laughs> hold up he wrote a lot
0: but he didn't have a he, he didn't have a formally published book but there is a book out called the catcher was a spy
1: how good was his deathbed sentence well how
0: do you think you knew
1: this was coming in here this... you knew why i picked this one <laughs> how do you think
0: this dude would die all this shit this guy has done how do you think he died
1: well he would probably die asking
2: how are the mets doing today He dies before she answers.
0: He's in that position because he tripped over a bunch of books so hard that he proceeded to bleed internally. And his last words were,
1: How are the Mets doing today? And then he died. Before he got the answer, which was probably a good thing. Didn't
0: The, the Mets were only around like <laughs> six years at this point when he died.
1: Uh, hell yeah, Mo. I appreciate... <laughs> that kind of last word that'll probably be my last words too And then I will also try to die before they tell me the answer if,
0: if I'm there. I'll be like they're eating dick right now They suck so bad. They'll end up dying before you tell me. Just let me ask <laughs> I got
1: a hundred bucks on the game. What a story his ashes. We don't know where they are
0: Oh, I heard that they uh, got transferred somewhere
1: Yeah, as it got buried, but then they were moved to Israel Yeah, oh, right And we're not sure where that final resting place is And then we get a sign-off from our friendly narrator Who is none other than Bill Spaceman Lee (laughs) Who? Another one of the strangest men to ever play baseball
2: Mo, they said you were eccentric They said I was eccentric I would have loved pitching to you
1: It's nice. It's a nice little touch.
0: Tell me about Spaceman. I don't know shit about him.
1: He was a pitcher. He was a weirdo. They called him Spaceman because he was always in outer space doing weird stuff on the mound. Oh, okay. So he was like pointing at the stars. Aliens. He was like drawing in the dirt on the mound. Just talking to his glove.
0: And that's the film Spyball by Christina Burchard and Daniel Newman. Drew, we don't rate short documentaries in full-grown Herzogs. It's short baby Herzogs. You're going to give it one through three babies. I'm going to give it one through three babies combined for best out of six. I thought this was delightful. I thought it was fun beginning to end. And there were things that kind of pushed the cheese, but it didn't go too over. And I like the vintage feel of it. And I thought it was really well edited. It kind of made me want to read that book, Catcher Was a Spy. I might do that.
1: There may also be some more documentaries about Moberg. I'm just saying we might talk about them at some oh, point. Oh, yeah. i trying maybe. to do a little teaser here for the listeners. I think I want to,
0: any non-30 for 30 that we do, I want it to be the one where that dude uh, pitches a no-hitter on acid. Doc Ellis. Yeah. Great, great story. <laughs> but that's not this story. But I give this story for a short documentary. I think it's a three. Ooh. I'm giving it a three. I had a lot of fun. I like the story of Moberg.
1: What a great story. It, it really is. The only problems I had with it were yeah bill lee's narration was a little over dramatic at times he, he got really into narrating this thing and he was having some fun with it but yeah definitely pushing some of the cornier aspects of this and throwing a little extra drama into it did moberg really do all this stuff i did ask that question he apparently died taking all his secrets to the grave but we have all those secrets right here there's a lot going on in this story it's it's one of those fun things that you can endlessly debate we hear it a lot in some of our documentaries even in some of our other 30 for 30s but some of your ones that aren't sports related too i don't know why you're still doing those but <laughs> some of your non-sports it's like is this story actually what happened or is it someone inserting themselves into that story To make themselves be the big man or the really interesting person. That anecdote at the end of him just sitting in the press box alone and shushing anyone who comes near him. Acting like he's still a spy for the government. (laughs) And him doing that that photo taking in Japan. Before we knew he was hired by the OSS. They said later that that might have helped him get a job. Might have contributed to the bombing. There's a whole lot of ifs in the story of Moeburg. You know what? It's a great, great story either way. And it is a lot of fun, but I can't give it a three. It was just a little too, too having much, fun with it and dramatic. Too much seasoning? For my documentary-minded heart. If half of this is true,
0: it's still pretty impressive.
1: And I will never get tired of hearing about it. I will read anything that comes out about this. <laughs> it's such an amazing story, and they did do a good job presenting it. But I'm going to give it two out of three. Okay. Baby Herzogs. So, combined. guns in their pockets. Combine Suicide pills. I'll feed you a suicide pill. Combine? Yes. I guess then it would be a murder pill. <laughs> Do you think anyone's ever used the suicide pill as a murder too? Like they took that false teeth out of their mouth and shoved it in someone else's mouth? Let's say yeah. I got some script for you. A next James Bond movie. <laughs> I won't see that one either.
0: I've only seen one, Golden Eye, and I didn't like it that much. Boo. You take your two with my three, combine, and that's five out of six baby Herzogs. What would you give the Julia Child spy story? I I need to know what that fucking story is. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'll give it a three. <laughs> I want to
1: know more about that, too. You can't just throw in that Julia Child worked for the CIA and not give us anything about it. Teach them how to make, like, uh, tarts and shit? Murder
0: tarts. Murder tarts. Anyway, that's that. Spyball. Next week, Drew. Let's Let's finish this up next week. More sports shorties. Let's go. Keep on dock.
1: Give him that fitter, Urban.
2: You look like a chip off the old clock this year, Ed. Give him that masterpiece, that knuckle, Ed. In the game of baseball, Mo Berg That's is in a league of his own. It's like catching you in a rocking chair, Urban. But, but let me know when it's coming. All right, Tommy.